Welcome to the TechFace podcast. We at TechFace are all about connecting female tech communities with companies to support their members finding a meaningful career in tech. In this podcast, we interview women who have a career in tech to inspire your own journey. Let's listen to our next guest on this episode. Today, we welcome Kim. I have met Kim through the IBM Live Studio, where I've seen her talking about her role as solution architect. And I was quite intrigued by this. And I was happy that I could invite her for this podcast so she can tell a little bit about herself and, and also, of course, about her role as solution architect. Yeah, so I leave you the floor to introduce yourself. Thank you so much. Thank you so much also for having me for this amazing podcast. So my name is Kim. I'm a technical specialist for AI and data at IBM. And my job role is a cognitive solution architect. And the great thing about that, that I can be really creative and basically build new solutions for clients. So how this kind of looks like in a day-to-day -day business is basically... I visit a client, I listen to their problems. I got to understand where the data is coming from, what kind of structure they need, what kind of kind of services and infrastructure they had before. And then I go back to my work and try to figure out, okay, what kind of AI at the end we can build to make their processes better. I have a set basically of AI services and I can use all these services to build new solutions. So it kind of works like a, like a Lego approach. So I can basically put an AI service above each other, try to combine it. My goal is to use that creativity to build a new house for the client at the end and build a new solution for them, which is completely fitted and customized for their problem. And that is basically my job as a solution architect, make the world of that kind of way a little bit faster, a little bit better and optimize their processes. That sounds very interesting. I'm quite curious to understand how did you get there? Like, what is your career path? Where did you start and how did you switch then into this area? When you look back at how I, or how I visioned my career and what I wanted to be, it was kind of completely different because I envisioned myself to be a doctor one day and then I kind of realized kind of quick that I can't see blood that much. So I kind of crossed that out. Um, but what I always been interested in is why diseases are there, how it happens, and at the end, how do we solve it? And I think that was the path of how I got into that whole um, section of solution designing. When I started at IBM, I didn't know either what it means at the end, because I started with, a, with an internship at IBM and what they saw was basically that you have a lot of creativity and have a different kind of approach at looking at problems. So yes, I see the problem, but I'm always thinking like, okay, how can we get rid of it? Like, how do we solve it? Like, what is the bigger picture behind it? And basically, how do we tackle it? And I think that's kind of like the approach which you kind of need to be a solution architect at the end. Because you, you have to have in mind what platform your company is offering. And in that case, it's all the AI services we have. And what I use then is basically, I use the creativity. And I think that's why I have so much fun at my work. Because I can literally use the creativity I have and transform it into, into AI solutions. And then what is also amazing, I'm never working in just one area. Like I'm, I'm completely cross industry. So I have clients in the automotive section and in the insurance section and the bank industry, but also in pharma and everything. So you always tackle new problems at the end. So you got to stay creative to also see what is the red line in them? What is the problem? Do we have a bigger picture of of solution and can we create kind of like a set of assets at the end which clients can reuse mm -hmm. so i think that the most important thing is about using the creativity i have 
into my daily work life and just at the end put it to a really good solution. I think it was Jack Ma who was the founder of Alibaba who said that we should teach our kids creativity because this is the big difference between us and machines. Like machines don't have any creativity or are able to learn creativity. I think this is a, is a very good example that, that really shows that it is necessary. What was it that you actually studied originally? I studied originally business computing. So oh, it's okay. like it's 70% of um, computer science and then 30% of business. So it's kind of actually really interesting because I learned both perspectives. Like, yeah, I understood like, okay, this is, this is how the computer works because that's something I always been interested in. For example, I, I was um, a little gamer as well back in my days. So I always wanted to understand like, why is actually the computer doing exactly what I'm telling him? Like, how does it work, right? So that's the interest in computer science and kind of that way. But then I never envisioned myself to just be a, a computer scientist. So I also wanted to get the business perspective in to just like have also the flexibility in between and understand both problems and also kind of be kind of like the, the communicator to like understand, okay, that's, this is what business people want, but this is how computer people communicate. So it has been like really interesting, to be honest, a helpful part of, of my career to just like see both sides as well. How important is this part in the development process of a solution to be this person in between? I think we're crucial. I'm not gonna lie because it's been, it's so interesting and, and, and I get it because the world right now, we, there's so much new skills and you just can't cover everything. Like I don't have all the coding skills, but I don't know anything about consulting either. But what I'm good at is seeing the problem and understanding the business point of view, but then also seeing, okay, what is actually possible and what can be actually built from the computer science. So it's been really, really helpful from my perspective and especially as a solution architect to see like, okay, that's how the technique works and that's how we bring it into a company. But I also get your pain point as a customer to understand like, okay, this is the costs we have and that's how it's been before. And this is exactly what our employees need. So it's been like really interesting on, on how to bring at the end both ships together, right? <laughs> and just like try to, to stay smooth on the ocean. So I think at the end, it comes down to communication. So you got to understand both parts. And if you communicate it right, I think you're going to be more successful at the end of your career. When you were a kid, were you already exposed to all these technical terms and computer science and all these things? Or what made you, like you mentioned already before that you were a little gamer, but what made you really say, okay, I want to go in the, into this direction? Um, Honestly, I mean, I was a Girl Scout, you know, I was running around in the woods and like living my best life <laughs> and just doing that. And then I like, imagine myself being a doctor one day. I think my first real exposure with computer was like in my parents' room, they had a laptop, like a computer station. And it was like a real room around it. And it was like special when we got to go in it. And sometimes in it, it didn't even work. So I think the first real exposure was in the gaming. So I got my first game that was like, I think it, it was 80 days around the world. That's like typical movie put into a, um, a, in a game. And that was like my first fascination of how it works. Like why is the keyboard reacting? It's amazing that a game got developed that way that you can walk around and like use the mouse as a vision. And then I think that was the first time I was like, okay, I want to do more like this. 
so that's how I got into the gaming thing. I was just like, okay, then I think like Counter-Strike came along, the first like online gaming stuff. And then obviously I was never allowed to own a, a gaming console. So I think it was like one of my first things when I started university that I bought a PS2 <laughs> with my own money. But I was like, okay, I got to like figure it out more. And then obviously I already was in university. So I think that the overall interest, just how it works. And I think I also realized quite early that this is going to be the future, that you got to learn a lot about it. And then obviously I got lucky enough with IBM where I got taught to think about AI and also have like that step into the, the AI section. And what is it that you love about your job today? Oh, there's so many things. I mean, to be honest, I'm a people person. So I'm, I'm a team sort of as well. So I'm like, It comes down to if I feel good in the, with the people I'm around, that's for me already a big, big plus. And then obviously for me, it's also always important that I can reinvent myself. So I want to use the creativity to also like think different and like not only think about AI, but also bring in IoT and like robotics and all that stuff. For example, I, I like have a project where I build a little robot um, with Segway and we use that to infuse it with AI and it's going to drive around in little hospitals and help people to just like guide around. So I think that's like thinking about creativity. And then one, I have one colleague, he's absolutely amazing. And we had a little project and he taught me to always have fun at work, like never stop having fun. Because when you stop having fun, you're going to lose your creativity and you're going to not have fun working. And that's, I think, was like also one of the biggest advices he ever gotten me. And that he said, like, always have fun. Like, you're going to have success if you just be yourself and have fun. And that's also when the good solutions come along. Because you just are like stressed, kind of like a relief of, the, of working pressure, but you see it as a fun work. And I think that's, that's really important. And that's, for me, something I always try to keep in mind. It's absolutely true. I mean, I think everybody should have fun at work. Of course, there are always some tasks you don't like, but if you have most of the time fun at your work, you're going to ignore these tasks. From your time when you started your internship with IBM to today, Solution Architect, did you have different opportunities to test other jobs or other roles as well, or were these always in the same area? Actually, like there was like a lot of things coming in during my internship. I mean, the great thing about LinkedIn, right? You can stay connected and people also reach out to you and ask you if you want to pursue a career at their companies. But for me, what I, what I wanted is basically, I mean, IBM, what I loved about IBM, first of all, I had a female CEO. So that was for me already a big part because I felt like, okay, they're, they're like driving and they want to have females in there as well. And they like, they push them also to go so far that they become CEO. So that for me was one of the biggest points. And then the other point, to be honest, I mean, I never really touched the topic AI before I came to IBM because it wasn't covered at all at university and everything in university I learned is something like I don't really use anymore right now because also word is reinventing itself. So when I heard the first thing about AI, I was just like fascinated with it because I was like, why don't everybody have it? Like it needs to be there and it helps so much. So I think that was also one of the biggest part that I got allowed to be a cognitive solution architect right from the beginning. I think that was like really for me something like, okay, I can be part of something completely new. I can be part of something that that's going to be the future. And that's also why I at the end chose IBM because they, they've been part of so many things and they've been there for a hundred years. So they're going to reinvent themselves. And they've always been the pioneers of, of new solutions and new software. And I always wanted to like 
kind of like me in the driving seat of that kind of way that I am literally with a company that invents that stuff. And I think that's one of the main points why at the end chose IBM. And obviously, to be honest as well, coming back to the team topic, people, because I had such an amazing experience and the nicest co-workers and a most supportive system. And talking about pioneer, IBM being a pioneer, where do you see uh, the future of tech? Where should IBM be a pioneer in the future? Oh, there's so many things. I mean, Honestly, yes, it's just the beginning. Like when we talk about, especially about AI, we're just at the entrance of what is actually possible. And I mean, like, especially in, in the time we are right now, I think, for example, if, if we really pursue it and we really go into the health area and we really like find out more about diseases and find out more like how stuff happens, we will be able to prevent so much more. We will find new cures. We want to, we can find so many new things. And I mean, we already have so much data available. It just comes down to like, how do we understand it and how can we teach the machine to understand it? The other thing I think will be, will be really the future is customer experiences because we can change customer experience. It will be new availability of how people see the world and how they can interact with it. And I think that's also the beauty of the, the future that data is available and it's not hidden somewhere anymore. We will have the accessibility and this will be really helpful, especially for the younger generations to just like have access to everything, have access to online courses, teach yourself how to code over YouTube. And it's just like stuff like that. And like, so for example, like teach yourself also about quantum computing because that's going to be massive. So stuff like that is possible. And I think that's the great thing about the future and where stuff is going that we just create new solutions and it's just coming more and more. And at the end, the accessibility is going to just be like so much easier. I think it's a very important point you mentioned about customer experience. I personally, I am a bit of the view that in the past decade, we focused a lot on all this new technology and what is all possible. And we completely forgot to put the human being into the center again or the customer at the end. Yeah. And I feel like coming back to this point where we ask ourselves, what does the customer actually need and how can we solve this with technology will be something where I see the future of tech. And I hear from you, you seeing it in, in a very similar way. I mean, obviously there's always going to be like noises against that, but I'm just like thinking about myself and if I would have an experience which is kind of more customized towards me, and what I need, it would be just make my day easier. So it, it comes down to like how I like to drive to work. If my navigation system knows, oh, she never takes the autobahn, she always takes the, the roads in her back, it will automatically guide me the fastest road like, to the back country. Stuff like that is easy. And also what is what am I interested in in reading? Stuff like that. So so I would just have more time to actually do stuff I like because I don't have to invest that much time in doing the research and that's i think is going to be absolutely crucial and it's also going to be fun i mean like i'm excited for it and i can i see where what we are building right now and where it is developing and i'm i'm more like on the path like you got to try it out before you can be against it so i have a role model her name is grace hop and she once said like if in doubt just do it <laughs> like really just like if you if you really have like any like feeling of concerns you gotta just try it and i think that's something so important that we just keep trying and try to reinvent ourselves because if we stop learning and reinventing we, we won't be successful in life talking about finding your what's what's what you like or what you enjoy 
what would you recommend our listeners to find this this role, this job, this this area they enjoy? And, and especially, I feel this is important when looking for a job in the tech industry or in general. But now, in regards to a job in the tech industry, what would you recommend to do? This is like the question, right? I mean, for myself, it was being true to myself, and that wasn't easy. Like I, I like had a lot of troubles of like fulfilling stereotypes giving from society and like fitting in a, into that perfect role of like what we have to be as women sometimes and I think finding out of who you are and it's okay to be a little crazy and just be you at the end but I think this is just the most crucial thing to just find yourself and then be open to new stuff even if it goes out of your comfort zone because you won't find out if you actually like it if you don't try it for example for my part I, I want to have fun and I want to have also action and I want to like do a lot of things at the same time and like try to pack as much things in my workday as possible And I didn't know it's, I'm going to end up in this cognitive solution architect role. But I got lucky enough that people like said, like, you got to try this. You got to go to IBM and you got to do an internship. And then I moved to Munich just because of that internship. And it was the best decision ever. And I went away from all my friends and I went away from my family and I went away from my hobbies. But I did that because I kind of like had a feeling this is going to be something big. And that was like me just trying out and like figuring it out somehow and was one of the best decision ever and since then I also feel like I've become more myself even now to just like have something where I also get the approval from work you know because this is something crucial and you gotta have someone saying like yes you're doing things right and yes we believe in you because this is if you don't get feedback that kind of way you don't never know where you're gonna end up and you don't know which path you should take so find out what you really like and get the feedback that you're also doing it great because i think that's really important and be yourself thank you very much for sharing your story um your career i would love to finish this podcast with a couple of beat questions which means you just have to answer with what comes to your mind first of all you already answered but maybe you can elaborate a little bit more is about who is your favorite female role model grace hopper she's the one sadly already dead but she has the best uh, quotes so first of all my favorite one if in doubt do it and the other one was ships are safe in harbors but that's not what ships are built for and i like that too what is your most important skill creativity and the last one what is the best advice you were ever given that is the fun one john Cohn, our fellow from ibm He has also an amazing TED talk about um, have fun at work. So if you ever type in John Cohn in YouTube, you will find him. And he just talks about having fun. If you see him, you understand what fun really means. And he's an absolutely inspiring human being. So I always recommend just watch his TED talk and you feel better and you're motivated for the next 20 years. <laughs> Thank you very much for being our guest today. It was a great conversation. Thanks a lot for sharing all this insight. Thank you so much for having me again. Thanks for tuning in today and listening to this inspiring talk on TechFace podcast. Want to be the first to know about the next episode or get first-hand access to our events? Join TechFace and sign up today on techface.ch. As a new member, you will get a free career coaching call and will always be the first to know about exciting events, news and insights. We look forward to welcoming you as our valued member.